Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, of course, your drive host, if you like, Andy Goldstein. What a crazy day it was yesterday. If you've never downloaded the TalkSport Daily podcast before, well, you've downloaded a good one because there was so much happening yesterday and it all began, of course, with Gareth Southgate who has been speaking to TalkSports England report of Faye Carruthers after announcing his squad to face Iceland and Denmark. Now, Southgate selected Manchester United's Harry Maguire following an incident in a Greek nightclub last week. Faye started by asking him if he reminded players of their responsibilities before going away on holiday. You know, the players, when they're not with us, are the responsibility of the clubs and themselves. You know, if there are incidents that happen as this one, then obviously that comes on our radar, but... You know, when I was a player, I don't think I'd have welcomed somebody phoning me, telling me what I had to do when I was on holiday. A holiday is a holiday. Um, For 98% of the population, nobody has any idea what they're doing. Um, Of course, our players have to understand that their situation is different and um, their profile is different and therefore the interest in what they're doing is different and they will be photographed and they will be followed. Um, so that that is a different situation, but I don't think it's my position. I'm not their, their dad or their um, guardian to, to be the one that has to tell them, you know, before they go on holiday, what the expectations are. But it's an, a, a big responsibility of being an England player um, to maybe be aware of vulnerabilities that you might be placed in um, that other people can place you in. Well, I think we're dealing with young men and um, their lives change and constantly evolve and the, the profile of our players can, can change overnight, has done for, for a number of them. So they will you know, constantly learn about the challenges that that will present and the um, the focus that they will f- the, will find themselves in, and um, you know, th- it's then how they learn from those experiences and how quickly they take those things on board will have a big bearing on their ability to move forward, to be able to make the most of their careers, and to um, you know keep the focus on their football as much as possible. Now, later on in the day on Drive Time with myself and Darren Goff, Harry Maguire was found guilty of repeated bodily harm, attempted bribery and violence against public employees after his arrest on the Greek island of Mykonos. This was the reaction on the show with callers to myself and Darren Goff. What about the 
Premier League footballers who they know that children look up to them, what about them knowing right and wrong and saying, you know what, I've got, I've got to be back in training in four weeks' time. I'm not going to go and do this. He's a great footballer, and I think sometimes, you know, mistakes happen. And, you know, if I make a mistake, I wouldn't expect to lose my job. I'd expect to be given a second chance. We've all made mistakes, whether it's, whether it's something like this or it's something else. We all make mistakes. We learn from them. Harry Maguire's not losing his job. He's still going to play for Man United. He's still going to be Man United captain. The England position, to me, is totally different. To play for your country, in my opinion, is an absolute honour. And so for you to get in that position to play for that, you've got to have a respect for everything you do that goes with that part of that. And that, to me, is where he's made the mistake it's very hard you get a, a, a group of young sportsmen who are earning all sorts of money what they ever dreamed of of being a kid and it's very hard to stop them it's very hard to stop them enjoying themselves mm. because they're like any other youngster around the world yes the celebrities yes the world famous they don't actually realise it they see themselves as footballers don't they but they are used celebrities uh, they are known all around the world um, and, and one of the problems you had here is but Harry Maguire was recognised he plays for Manchester United. Mm. You know what I mean? Very difficult situation. And he's not handled it from what we've seen the very best. And that's why he's been found guilty. He's now got to appeal it and probably go out to Greece to defend himself. About two minutes ago, Manchester United sent out a statement and it reads as follows. Manchester United notes the verdict of the Greek court today. Harry Maguire pleaded not guilty to all of the misdemeanour charges made against him and he continues to strongly assert his innocence. It should be noted that the prosecution confirmed the charges and provided their evidence late on in the day before the trial, giving the evidence team minimal time to digest them and prepare. A request for the case to be adjourned was subsequently denied. On this basis, along with this substantial body evidence of refuting the charges, Harry Maguire's legal team will now appeal the verdict to allow a full and fair hearing at a later date. That is a club statement from Manchester mm-hmm. United. Get to your calls right after we speak to a sports lawyer. Richard Kramer joins us now. It's all very damaging for the player himself. And, and, and again, I don't know how it's just gone spectacularly wrong, but it looks like somebody's dropped a clanger by, in effect, sending him back home and in effect trying to run the case in his absence. Well, if he's given his version of events to the England manager, and no doubt he's given that version of events to Manchester United, why did he not give it to the judge today? And it may well be that if he would have given convincing evidence, live evidence, and he's believed, then I I probably would be looking at a different sentence. Perhaps he might even have been not guilty. Time now to hear from Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, on White and Sawyer. And Jamie, oh, I think Wickham are bigger than Bayern Munich. O'Hara on breakfast, both talking Frank Lampard and why the Chelsea boss must deliver this season after all his spending over the summer. The pressure is on. I mean, listen, if they're outside the top six, then they'll go. You know, it's Chelsea Football Club. They have to be there or thereabouts. If it's not working out, if they don't see progression in terms of where they're going as a football club, he'll get the sack. Because that's football and that's just part and parcel of the business and that's why you're at the top of, of that level. But if they're there or thereabouts, then it, of course he'll be given time to, to build his side and get it right. Because he's bringing in pretty much you know, four or five new starting players. That's the competition at the end of the day. The, it is a big football club who win things and want to win things and they have to be at the top of the pile in terms of where mm. they, they see themselves. He's a highly paid football manager of an elite football club 
and he should be under pressure to achieve things and it should be in real time he's had a year to learn his trade he's been given an opportunity he gets a, a, an immense amount of goodwill from the Chelsea fans I think he's got to win something I suppose you could say winning a spot in the Champions League is what we've now defined as winning to some extent I think they've got to achieve something more meaningful than participating mm. at the top end of the table and I think that should be winning something whether it's a league cup an FA cup whether it's achieving something very yeah. meaningful in the Champions League I don't think it's winning the Premier League because I think there's a gap between Liverpool Man City and Chelsea Now this is the breakfast show with Woods and Christy chatting to their guest the borough manager Neil Warnock Neil or Warney spoke about his pre-season his plans for a barbecue tonight for his players and why he misses fans in stadiums I just think the game needs fans as well. I mean, I've loved yeah. the Champions League, yeah. if I'm honest. I never thought I'd enjoy games behind closed doors like I have done this last, you know, the quarterfinals onwards. But other than that, it's just you realise how much you miss the fans. I miss getting booed and called names and things <laughs> like that, mate. It's not the same yeah. when I go into a club and people shake me hand. We're having a barbecue. To be fair, I'm a bit superstitious. Every time we've done this, we've done well in the league. So I thought, right, I had to tell Steve Gibson, look, can we do this? Because I always do well if we do this so it was a one way of getting bribing really to let me go away for five days I, I tell you like, you're not be burgers it won't be burgers and sausages you'd be used to absolutely oh, no, no, a, I no, thought you'd be no. caught the birth about a fillet no no listen I've been in it I went Sheffield you know, I had these expert nutritionists Ali they wanted rice and all this chicken and all this that the other I did it once Ali never again I said right you either starve or you have burgers and sausage now but, but my lot asked hey, never listen, Ali my speciality though is after the barbe- after the sausage and the burgers I do uh, bananas with clotted, oh. with clotted cream and a little bit of liqueur oh, you know so oh. I, you know, I, I really spoil oh. them a bit that is amazing. Quite no wonder way. they're doing well. You're not, you're not looking for an assistant down there, are you? <laughs> Any time you want, Ali. Yeah, okay. I think Chunky O'Hara wouldn't be that far behind you. Yeah, right I'll, I'll well. come in. Yeah, Jamie would yeah. have the liqueur. He wouldn't bother with you. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's That's taking notes. That's like the kickman job, Neil. No problem. <laughs> Now, promoter Frank Warren has been speaking to TalkSport's James Savundra ahead of Daniel Dubois' upcoming fight with Ricardo Schneiders. Before speaking about the fight, reflected on Dillian White's shock defeat to Povetkin at the weekend and a potential rematch. I'm a bit surprised they took about trying to get it on in November. You know, straight away, when you get knocked out, um, the boxing board of control is a minimum, I think, 28, 30 days before you can even resume, get back into the gym, resume sparring and so forth. But when you get a bad knockout, and that was a bad knockout, sometimes they extend that, maybe 45 days. And to be saying they're going to put that fight on back in, back on again in November is crazy. Anybody around Dillian White, I'm sure Dillian would fight him tomorrow, but anyone around him needs to protect him and ensure that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying that because I'm thinking, oh, if he beats Povetkin, we're back to the situation, same situation before, because we're not. WBC have said Povetkin is 12 months down the road before Tyson has to make that mandatory defence. And even if Dillian White was to beat him, that would be the same position again. So it'd be 12 months down the road. So I'm not, you know, that's not why I'm saying it. Why I'm saying they should be caring about his health. Back now to Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with me, Andy Goldstein, of course, Darren Goff, and South American expert Tim Vickery with some bombshell news on Lionel Leo Messi. Well, according to uh, a, a leading Argentine TV station, a big player and a, I think a reliable source, 
Messi has uh, told Barcelona that he wants to activate. There's a clause in his contract. Um, he's, he's now into his last year of his contract. And in that last year, if it is his wish, he can leave for free. Now, he could leave for free at the end of the contract. But according to this clause, which, he, which according to the Argentine media, he wants to activate. That means that within this last year, he can leave for free. He's now 33. He's got two or three years left at the very top level. Uh, and you thought that he, that, you know, you think that he'd want to spend them somewhere where he hasn't lost respect for the people running mm. the club and also somewhere where he can be competitive and win that Champions League. I can't imagine him going back to Argentina now. Um, to uh, to the wonderfully named Newell's Old Boys Club. Uh, I think he's uh, he's he knows he's in for a rough ride there because the pitches aren't good, the quality of football is. I, I don't think he he wants to do that yet. So it's it's a case now of if clubs don't have to pay anything for him. Number one, can uh, can they afford his wages? And number two. Can they seduce him and fit him into their the, the collective pattern of of, of their play? Uh, and it, it's going to be an upheaval anywhere, but it's a lovely problem for a coach <laughs> to have, isn't it? You know what a problem! How do I fit Lionel Messi in, <laughs> in, in into my team? Now this is kickoff with Hugh Wozencroft and Danny Mills, probably also talking Messi or maybe even Jack Grealish not making Gareth Southgate's England squad. Let's have a listen, shall we? Let's pin back our luggles and find out which one they're talking about. In terms of what City want going to the next level, and we've talked yeah. about it before, they either need to win the Champions League a couple of times to go global, or they need an incredible marquee signing. Neymar, yeah. Ronaldo, Mbappe, Messi. So from the owner's point of view, it, it would elevate them from you know, a, a, an incredible club you know, in, in the UK, a decent club in Europe. It would yeah. take them up there to sort of the, the Manchester United level almost, you know, the, the Barcelona level around the world just by that one signing. Money's not an issue. Status, it would be perfect. It's just, is Messi, is he angling for another deal? Does he really want to come and play his, his football in England? You know, it's, it's clearly the, the Premier League's a little bit more robust. Yeah. Uh, as good as he is, he's still going to, you know, people are still going to try and take lumps out of him from, from time to time. And that doesn't happen in the Spanish league. Southgate has tonight provided an update to his selection. Southgate yeah. said, and they start a quote here, in light of this evening's developments, I can confirm I have withdrawn Harry Maguire from the England squad for the matches against Iceland and Denmark. As I said earlier today, I have reserved the right to review the situation. Having spoken to Manchester United and the player, I have made the decision in the best interests of all parties with a consideration of the impact on our preparations for next week. And they also uh, begin to list the remainder of the players for the squad. But that is just a short statement uh, from the FA this evening. Club are adamant, as is he is, that, that he's innocent. And a little bit like City with their appeal against the Champions League ban, something they should, you know, we've got to respect the fact that he's got a right to appeal, Harry Maguire. But for the moment, this has kind of shattered his world, really. He's the captain of United. He's been so important to the Oligum with, with regard to what he's sort of called or done with the reboot of the culture there, the team ethic, the spirit. Obviously, he's the captain. They've finished third. How long is this appeal? going to be is it next week is it going to be as quick as this sort of process was from a sort of you know a Thursday to a, to a Tuesday there's so many questions here and I think it has I don't know about uh, you, gent, you gents and the listeners but I think it's taken a lot of people you know sort of stunned them to a certain extent I mean the class is misdemeanours but the, these actual charges bribery etc they sound you know they're serious aren't they this story will stew Jamie Jackson a Manchester football correspondent for the Guardian and Observer Group thank you <laughs> 
Now this is White and Sawyer and Satyam Toki, the amateur referee who was attacked by a player in a grassroots match over two weeks ago. Toki spoke about how he hadn't heard back from the police as of Tuesday and why he wants all abuse towards officials in football to end. I don't want this to happen to any referees. I don't want any kind of abuse, basically, on the pitch. I want uh, players, as I said earlier, to understand the importance of the match official. We are there for them. Hopefully, this doesn't happen to any of the match officials anywhere in the world. Hopefully, players understand and they play the game and enjoy the game, most of all. I'm still awaiting from the police to contact me so I can get my, I can give my statement and I can proceed with the legal proceedings, basically. I've spoken to them three times. I've spoken to them on the 21st of August. That was my latest conversation, where I told them that, uh, again, once again, I told them that I would like to uh, press charges and uh, take this legally. Uh, Still, I'm waiting for them to contact me so they can get my statement. And after Jimmy Anderson taking his 600th test wicket, this is how it sounded on TalkSport, with Goffey's reaction thrown in for good measure. Jimmy Anderson has struck for England, Pakistan, 109 for three. But that is Jimmy Anderson's 600th test wicket. What a moment for the player. For anybody in world cricket, whether you're a spinner, a fast bowler, to achieve that is remarkable. It it really is, Andy. I mean, the overseas at the bowl, the commitment, the fitness work, the comebacks after injuries over the past 12 months... It's an amazing achievement. Well done, Jimmy Anderson. As Anderson comes in once again. Oh, it's a beauty edged! And out! I don't really know how to, how to describe it. It was a, felt a little bit emotional out there. Uh, very proud and, and happy that I could uh, celebrate it with my good mates. I've chatted to Rudy about this a little bit and he said he, he would like me to be in Australia. Um, I don't see any reason why I can't be. You know, I'm, I'm working hard on my fitness all the time. I'm working hard at my game and I feel like, I've, as I said, I, I didn't bowl as well as I would have liked for the whole summer. But uh, this test match, I felt like I was really on it and... Um, I feel like I've still got stuff to offer this team. And as long as I feel like that, I think I'll I'll keep going. And we finish with the Sports Bar, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Obviously, I wasn't on it. I was on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. In my seat was Adam Katmandu Catchell and Michael I, Mr. Penalty at Wembley Gray. As a professional footballer, which I obviously have been, you know, not to the scale of what Harry Maguire is, but he's a professional footballer for, well, this year it's been 11 and a half months, hasn't it? If not a little bit longer than that, they get a two-week break. And, and I get what you're saying about how much money he's earning, etc. You go somewhere to let your hair down and relax for two weeks, take your mind away from football altogether, and you want to be that human being who can go and celebrate and enjoy yourself with your mates, what you can't do throughout the whole of the rest of the year or season. What's wrong with him being a human being for a couple of weeks and going out for a meal and having some drinks with his friends and family and and, and having that just, well, being relaxed, to be honest with you. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. I'm back today at 4pm with Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside Darren Goff. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So until then, 
Thanks for listening. And of course, above all, be safe, everyone. Oh, yeah. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.